Oh, yo. Lawless, what's good? You hear Not me? much. I hear you. Can you hear me? I hear yo, you. Yo, 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 yo. All right, so we all clear. Everybody hear each other. Check good. one, two. <clears throat> one, two, one, two. Good. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Generation of Wrestling Podcast. As always, it's a 26-year-old piece of gold, the showstopper, the franchise. And with me, as always, I got the human encyclopedia of wrestling. Joe knows everything. A flawless <laughs> phenomenon. Flawless JDB. And across the way, as always, we got the Karma Cody, the light skin, Teddy Pendergrass, a.k.a. Mr. One Two Three, pin that ass down. Hey, Breezy, better than on the two-fold skin, bro. Hey, Breezy, start us off, man. Let's see what I'm into. Yo, yo, man. So, yo, this is SmackDown Review. We're kicking it off with Rowan coming out, you know, doing his thing, telling everybody what it is. You got Daniel Bryan coming out after it, uh, wanting to challenge him, show him some respect. And uh, they had a nice little match, man. I, I didn't mind it. Uh, Flawless, man, what you thought about it? Uh, I liked the match. Um, it was not bad. Good. Uh, keep going with this feud. Um, I liked how Harper came out. You know, I mean, it just made sense with Harper and Rowan. Um, I did find it funny that when Rowan kind of botched the uh, his finisher, the claw death, whatever he calls it, uh, on Brian when he got caught in the rope when he was bringing oh, him inside. But I did like um, Roman coming out to even it, and then, you know, it leads to something that I've been saying. Mm. Well, you know, I like I, I like how um, <clears throat> when Daniel Bryan jumped through the ropes, to, uh, he did the suicide dive on the outside to Luke Harper, then threw Luke Harper over the table, and then Luke Harper got back up and I like, you know, nothing had happened. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of liked that. That that was like a boss move. I I really liked that part of the match. Well, yeah. Well, my my favorite thing ever was we finally get to see the yes man. I think I think I smell a face turn coming, guys, and I'm all for it, man. I, I'm I'm ready to see Daniel Bryan back on top as a face. Yeah, um, yeah. I think his heel run is over. It it, it served its purpose. It was a good heel. Run. I, I like I, I liked his heel, but. You can tell they're in need of a desperate uh, star outside of Roman Reigns, somebody else that the fans can get behind and cheer for. And Daniel Bryan's that guy. Yeah, like uh, – go ahead. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, um, I wonder, like – like, I wonder if he's, like, officially turning face because he, like – I mean, even though he said, you know, do you want to see me and Roman face these two, you know, you know, yes, yes, yes. Like, I don't know if he's officially a face, but if he does officially turn face, like he's going with this face turn, it leads SmackDown with, like, not a lot of heel guys, which maybe that will change when they do the draft. And and that's why I say, it, even if he doesn't turn, maybe he won't turn totally face. Maybe he'll kind of be an in-betweener. Maybe he'll... Yeah, because he's on the fence right now. Like, you don't really know. Yeah, so maybe he can stay that way. So then if when you need a real top heel, he can be that guy. So you don't have to really worry about losing his face because he's always kind of been this in-betweener kind of dude. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I was, yeah, I was, like I was going to say, this could possibly be a swerve. He could turn on Roman at the uh, – nah, nah, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, he could. He could. Wait, 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 because wait, Brian isn't facing nobody at the pay-per-view currently, right? No, they're no, tagged. It's gonna be, yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be a tag. They 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 after he um asked them, Do you wanna see us? They made it official. So it's a tag match at uh what's the hell in the cell. Oh, so what if he just just I know I know we making this quick, but just hypothetically, what if he turned on them at, at the pay per view? Hmm. That, that you mean join Roman, I mean Rowan and uh Harper? Yeah. I don't well, think it will because they've been attacking him and beating him down, so I don't think Maybe it's not so much as him joining them. It's Luke Harper just it, it, them making it official that this was a plan. Like this mm. was the plot. The plot was to take out Roman Reigns because Roman Reigns always seems to get the advantage or get the one-ups or get the opportunities. So I could see this being somewhat of a swerve and they beat down on Roman Reigns. Now you got even more of a story because now you got these three beasts against this one the guy. I don't see it, but, you know, I said no to stuff before, and, you know, they did a 360, so. You know, hey, the, hey it could be the, planet, the new Planeteers. Who know? 
<laughs> uh, but next up, though, you know, we got a uh, we got to sit down and interview with Kofi Kingston and Michael Cole and Kofi. You know, uh, Cole was asking Kofi, you know, what were you thinking when you accepted Brock Lesnar's challenge? Uh, you know, something a lot of us were thinking, like, you know, you know, what were you thinking, Kofi? And he basically told us, you know, what he said from the beginning. He was going to be a fighting champion and he wasn't going to back down. And if he could beat Brock Lesnar, what it could do for his career would be astronomical. So, uh, franchise, man, we I think we all know what could happen or what's going to happen, but right. do you right. have any belief that Kofi could possibly um, maybe pull it off cleanly? Not, not, not cheating, but cleanly. I'm torn between the two because part of me thinks, you know, this is the first time Brock's wrestled on actual – free television in what, 13, 14 years? Yeah. And then for him to come back on SmackDown. And uh, for this to be such a big stage, it's like I can understand if Kofi lost to Brock, that would make sense. But at the same time, I think Kofi will get the hell beat out of him. I can't see how Brock, and I'm not comparing Seth Rollins and Kofi Kingston, not at all. But seeing the way that WWE has been able to maneuver Seth into beating Brock, I cleanly, I, I wouldn't say cleanly, but I wouldn't necessarily say it would be about disqualification either. I'm right. leaning, I'm leaning, I'm leaning 80 20. 80 towards Brock, 20 towards Kofi, but I do see Kofi uh, possibly pulling it out. I'm not going to rule it out completely. I. Okay, first with the promo, I did. You've pretty much got the same Kofi like promo that he had with Randy Orton, when Randy Orton just destroyed him in the promo biz. Too much positive. Yeah, yeah, and then this one, you know, power positivity, power positivity that Kofi's talking about. I want a serious Kofi saying, "Yeah, Brock attacked me, but I'm the champion for a reason." You know, something like that. Like, be serious, be mad about it. But regarding the match, uh, I don't think. With Brock, uh, I don't think they brought Brock, Brock back just to lose because the last time we saw him, he lost the title. That's true. So that true. I don't, but I mean, they could do a disqualification or something happens like that, but I, I don't know. Well, I don't see Kofi lasting past Survivor Series if he wins. Like, I, I wouldn't see Brock taking a loss and then it being months before he get another championship. I would see him getting the championship. Uh, at Survivor Series, because I think they would change up some of the format on what they do normally every year. That's true. That's true. Or they could yeah. do it like they, or they could do it like last year, where they do it a couple of weeks with Daniel Bryan when he beat AJ Styles and then ended up going to Survivor Series. Like they could I, end up doing I, something like that. I could see Brock winning uh, next Friday, and then uh, Kofi getting the rematch at Survivor Series potentially. Okay. Uh, most better. Most definitely, or at Hell in the Cell. I mean, considering they are having, oh a yeah, premiere, yeah, yeah, that is true. You know, uh, okay. two weeks before the pay per view, so that, that could happen that way. That way, they could still have the champion versus champion for Survivor Series. Yeah, makes sense. All right, right. So uh, next up, you know, we got Chad Gable. He comes out, you know, talking about you know what everybody's been saying about him, and while he's doing that, Mike Canellas comes out, you know, I guess looking to prove himself, and we have a quick. I don't know, 20, 15 second match. Uh, he taps out real quickly. And then uh, all of a sudden, you know, we get Elias showing up on the screen. He got a song for Chad Gable, you know, basically just, you know, all types of short jokes and stuff. Do you want to see a Chad Gable versus Elias or do you still want to see Chad Gable finish out what he's doing with King Corbin? I will say this. Uh, I want to see it finish out between Gable and Corbin because what they're doing is pretty good. Mm -hmm. Elias is still injured, so he won't be wrestling, I'd say, for like another couple weeks or like a month. Right. So, I mean, he might just come out and keep doing insults on the big screen. But if he keeps doing that, it makes no sense. I mean, without to have like an interaction. Mm. Okay. So I agree with Lawless, but I disagree. I do want to see uh, Gavin and Corbin finish out their, you know, their thing, but I do think that they could possibly use the Elias segments to tie into it. You know, with Gable, you know, when he gets done with Corbin, depending on how they do it, 
you already have another built-in rivalry ready to go with Gable if that's where you choose to go. But is that a – not to cut you off, but is that a step down to go from Corbin, who kind of is now being this, you know, not so much as up, but to Elias, where Elias is kind of just Elias, man. He ain't really – there's really nothing special about Elias. At least with Corbin, you know he can do a little bit more than what Elias can do. I'm I'm a once again, yes and no, you. To, to the fans and to people like us, I think it would be a step down in our eyes. But at the same time, you got to remember, before Elias got hurt, he was on TV every single week, especially on TV with Shane McMahon. So I, yeah. I, I think WWE is higher on him than we are. So I think in our eyes, we're looking at it like, yeah, no, we don't want to see it. But I can see Elias being a guy that they give a lot of TV time to. I don't want to see it, but I can understand it. I guess for me, if I'm, if I look at it that way that he, he was with Shane a lot, I'm looking at it. Well, well, who would I rather have, whether it be Drew, like if it was Drew, I would be okay with it because, you know, Drew has been constantly wrestling. He's been kind of winning. He's been winning more than Elias. Elias has been taking a lot of losses or being some goofy act to somebody else beating him up. So I wouldn't really take that rivalry too seriously. But with, like, a guy like Drew, I would take that more seriously. I I guess that's the way I was looking at it, you know, kind of. Yeah, because uh, when Cedric fought – or Cedric Alexander fought Drew, Cedric, it was big – it was like David and Goliath. It just meshed as well. And Drew's a better wrestler than Elias, so it would work with Gable a lot better. Really quick, while we're speaking to Drew, we're going to make this real quick. When Drew comes back with Fox rebrand, well, I guess we're both, I mean, SmackDown and Raw rebranding, but with Fox going to a more sports-centric field, do we see McIntyre coming back as a SmackDown guy, maybe? I think he stays on Raw. I think think he has to finish out with Rollins. Whenever he comes back, I, I have a feeling they're not done with him and Rollins. I, they set it up, but they never really pushed through with it. So I, I'm going to say Raw. Mm, I was going to say Raw, but Rollins is facing The Fiend, so I don't know. Uh, oh, he was originally part of SmackDown. So I'm going to say SmackDown. Mm. So a possibility he can end up fighting Brock one day? Maybe. I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind it. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm good with that. But uh, but I'll say sixty percent Raw and forty percent SmackDown. So that's kind of where I'm okay. going. Okay. Cool. All right, man. Uh, so next up, we got a clip of uh Carmella pinning Truth on Raw to win the twenty four seven championship. And then, you know the whole bunch the women jobbers all came down chasing after. Mm-hmm. Her. Charlotte Flair shows up and Truth kind of acts like he don't know what she's talking about. You know, Truth being Truth. And then uh, Carmella comes out, you know, they're, you know, Flair's asking, you know, is she ready? Is she prepared? Is she focused? And Carmella says she is. And they go out, they have their match, you know, against Banks and Bailey. Uh, uh, it wasn't a bad match, but it was the typical Charlotte Flair dominates everything and everybody else just kind of looked like everybody else. It, it didn't really feel anything special to me. Uh, flawless. Uh, I, I know you like and dislike certain people in this match. Did you catch it, go through it uh, so, before, the, before the Becky Lynch came out and kind of made it interesting? So I watched it, but like when I looked up, like I was watching it and then uh, I forget what I was doing. And then I look up and then uh, I see Carmella getting pinned like one, two, three with Charlotte standing on the apron. I'm like, why didn't Charlotte come in? Mm-hmm. But maybe Charlotte was sending a message to Carmella because about the maybe like what she said in the backstage. Maybe her head's not into this match or more concerned with right. the 24-7 title than this match. So I think so I like it. It was good on on that part where Charlotte sending a message like, yeah, you're the weak link in this match. OK, but with overall, that, but... it was not a bad match. It was OK. With you saying and mentioning before we get to franchise, with you mentioning saying how Charlotte just stood there and didn't even attempt to break up the pin, does that give you the indication that she's still heel or she's just another in-betweener where, you know, she's going to do some face stuff, but she's still basically the heel Charlotte Flair? In-betweener. 
in between. She's a better heel than face. Right, right, right. But you know, she's been they've been trying to portray her as a face, but you know, that was kind of like a heel move just to kind of stand there and not even go in there. It's like you had yeah, no reason yeah. not to. Like you could have went in there and saved her from uh, getting pinned. Yeah, it's like it's funny because I think she was like heel when she fought Ronda at last year's like Survivor Series. But then Hell, she was know, the like, heel at WrestleMania. Yeah, but look, like, but the funny thing is, like the fans cheered her after she beat the shit out of Ronda with that kendo <laughs> Yeah. But that's because but by that time, uh, nobody had beaten Ronda or really gave her a match outside of N- Nia Jax. So it was good to see someone else kind of whoop Ronda's ass. Well, oh, and Ronda was facing against somebody who can give her a run for that money. Oh, yeah, most, no, most definitely. Franchise. Hmm. I'm I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I was actually asleep during this match, uh-huh. <laughs> and, 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 it, and it wasn't because you know it the match sucked. I really couldn't say if it sucked or not because I fell asleep. I seen the entrances and then woke up and it was into SmackDown. But <laughs> <laughs> but I, I I will say just going off of your guys' uh, your recollection <laughs> and from what I know, um. I'm really just, yeah. I'm indifferent towards it. I've seen the replays of it. Yeah, I can't, you know, the, the short version of it. But once again, man, just no matter how many women you put in the ring, Charlotte Flair's in the ring. She's always showcased as a dominant, which isn't a bad thing. But I think it goes back to what Flawless was saying a couple of weeks ago. Charlotte is light years ahead of the rest of the division. I think. She isn't in the women's division. She is a women's division. So, to answer you guys' question, is she face? I would say in between her, but I would say she's more – I wouldn't even say she's a face. I'd say she's an in-betweener, more on the heel side. But I think the fans respect the fact that she is the best, and they know that she know that. Right. <laughs> so that that that's how I feel about that. Yeah, okay. you know, you know, it was past the uh, franchise at bedtime at that point. Yeah, man, you know, I I had my my uh my Similac, you know, I'm still a little wet behind the ears, so that wind put me to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, so next up we got flawless. We got your boy Alistair Black. Unfortunately, they. They they they're they're not doing the backstage uh, segments no more. They're just having them come out. But unfortunately, he's not really fighting anybody. So he ended up fighting Shelton Benjamin for what seemed to be a short match. Uh, of course, Black Mass looks devastating. Got another victory. What do you want to see from Black going forward? Because uh, uh, clearly they're they're saving him for the draft now. Mm-hmm. But what do you want to see him do now from now on? Man, I. I want to see him being on there like weekly. Like I'd say put him on raw with Heyman because Heyman mm-hmm. will know what to do with him. I mean, when he was on NXT every week, I mean, it was awesome to watch. Yeah. I mean, the dude can wrestle, the dude can go. I mean, I would love to see him and Samoa Joe in a program. Why not? Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, I, th- I think, I think, he's, I, I think he's getting drafted to raw. I think Heyman's going to take him. And I mm. wouldn't be shocked if Heyman puts him as one of his new smacked raw sixes. Mm. And well, hold on, I bet you by the end of the year we're gonna know who the new raw six is. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Right, yeah no, no. <laughs> I, I give you, I, I give you, uh, I give you two months. What is mm-hmm. it? What is this? October now? I say exactly. by Survivor Series. <laughs> by by Survivor Series, we'll know who the raw six is. Yeah. All right, man. But yeah, like I said, short match. Wish they do more with them. Uh, franchise, man. You, anything or no? You said you fell asleep, so you ain't know. <laughs> you, you you catch it. So we are gonna go ahead and move on to. Uh, hey, hey, y'all, I'm playing designated hitter. I'm the DH in this game. <laughs> all right. Hey, gotta always gotta have the cleanup, man. Come up. Except for uh, the National League, man. You're sitting on the bench right now. Oh, that's damn. <laughs> oh, damn. Look, I was at least giving you DH rules. <laughs> we'll let you know when um, we're back in the American League Park. <laughs> oh, man. Gotta wait. You gotta wait. You gotta wait for that interleague play. 
Oh man, well, I, I gotta wait another three weeks. <laughs> right, for sure. Season over now, brother. You gotta wait a whole another uh, year. <laughs> oh no, nah, but uh, next up, man, Fire Desire, Bliss and Cross tag women's match. Uh, okay, I did see this one. <laughs> you did see this one. All right, man. Well, you know what? How'd you feel about it? How, how'd you feel about the match, franchise? Of course, he saw this one. <laughs> right, he he woke up just enough for this one and went right back to sleep. When he heard Mandy, he's like, oh, hey. Uh, I like Alexa Bliss and I like Nikki Cross individually, and that's a team. In this few, though, I don't like none of the competitors in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and to me, I get why they're pushing Mandy. I get it. I do. But honestly, in my opinion, I think Sonya Deville is who they really need to push. I don't know about you guys. But I think she's the better one in the group. Well, you know, she she doesn't fit Vince's uh, blind, you know, hair, big boob bimbos that you know. Not not to say that Mandy Rose ain't you know a bimbo, yeah. but you know he likes that that type, and and Sonya Deville is not that type. Yeah, <laughs> which kind of well, sucks. Lacey Evans is that type, and she can't wrestle for shit. So. Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but you see, but you see, she you know she fits that type, so she's getting that opportunity. Yeah, so I will say this: uh, I really want Fighter and Desire to win the tag women's tag team titles, but mm-hmm. I think no, I think this is leading to a split between Mandy and Sonya. You think yeah, so? Bit. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because the way that the way when they took that loss, uh, Sonya mm-hmm. Deville wasn't too happy about it. She looked she looked really upset. That, no, she, you know, yeah, I think she thinks that Mandy's concentrating more on like the max her hey, magazine. Man, 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 we didn't even get to the backstage segment, man. How do you hey, look, get a selfie? I man, we could have brought that up, man. I, you know, look, you hey, you, you got a back some boxing match to get to. I was trying to, you know, what I'm saying get to the nitty gritty, tucky tucky. I mean, you know, before the match, you know. Mandy uh, Rose was passing out her magazine of her uh, cover, and of course Otis walked up. You know, and Otis walked up. You know, he was he was clean. He had the hair down. He had on full clothes. He wasn't he wasn't half naked. And you know, he asked simply asked for a selfie, which you know he got really close. Mandy didn't want to, and he made sure to grab one of those books. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, and then uh, what was the uh, what's the other dude? Uh, Tucker. Tucker? Yeah, Tucker came walked up. You know, of course, being Tucker. And then Otis became Otis again, you know, once soon she walked away. Tuck it, tuck it. thank you. Right. I got a question. Uh, when they come to Cleveland, you think she, I can get a selfie with her? Uh, uh, she's going to be on SmackDown, so no. Oh, but don't forget about the wild card. Really. Uh, nah, 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 bro. nah, bro. She's going to be on Raw. Yeah, but yeah. you're gonna be you're not gonna be downstairs, you know, so that's a little Why wouldn't I be <laughs> I'll, I'll be hey, I'll I'll be there that, I'll, I'll be there that day when the schedule came out, I was like, like, Oh, they changed it on me. They changed the schedule on me. I already I was, I already talked to I already talked to the boss man. He made me a promise. I was so, so be off. Well I'll tell you this. So if, How so about you like, I quit? How about you get your fucking you ticket quit. already? Huh? How about you do that? Y'all tripping. I mean, I mean, you don't get your ticket already. I mean, I mean, unless you're a bitch. I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> Y'all tripping. Y'all tripping. We moving on. Y'all tripping. We moving on. Hey, right, so. <laughs> get your ticket already. Hold on, bro. You gonna let him call me a bitch? You gonna try to move on to the next one? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Get your ticket already. Get your ticket already. I'm waiting. Oh, I'm trying man. to get the money coming with my debit card. I'm poor. I'm urban. <laughs> we got paid. <laughs> he's like, he's like, he's like, two minutes for that Robin Noodle. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> All right, go ahead, K Breezy. We ain't gonna never end this shit. Go ahead. Yeah. Hey, man, I'm about to say. So uh hold on, man. We tripping. Come on, you're after Mandy who tastes. Her flavor is like the Skittles in the water bottle. Mm. What happened? Uh, I'm tripping, man. What was the end of SmackDown? Oh. I can't remember what the end of SmackDown was. <laughs> hey, look, leave me alone. 
Leave me alone. Hey, hey, hey. that goes to show how memorable this show was. I <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. about 45 minutes of it, and he can't remember the end of the show. <laughs> right. Hey, hey, they're going to hate to see what we did with NHT. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man. I'm about to well go ahead and edit this now. <laughs> <laughs> you a fool. <laughs> you a fool, man. All right, hey, all right, hold on. All right, we 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 coming up. Sorry, folks. Seriously, man. All right. Hey, man, my bad. My bad, man. My bad. All right. So next up, after the tag match. All right, bet. So we got Shinsuke versus Ali. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, I ain't gonna lie. I like the match, but of course, uh, with Sami Zayn on the outside, Ali had. No- Hello. I think you about to say Ali had no chance with uh with Shet, with uh, Zayn. You hear me now? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I I said, do you think they're actually going to push a Nakamura versus Ali, or is this just a filler match until they move on to the draft? But man, I think they're gonna move. I think it's a filler match because I mean. You had that great match, and then you moved on from it. Now you're going back to it, and it's like, what the hell? Right. Franchise. So, I think they're going to treat this match like the government of They give it to you for a couple months, and they take it away when you get too much money. <laughs> Man. So, uh, so- hey, 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 hey. They ain't the nerve, didn't they? I know. He ain't my nerve, and I said it. <laughs> you whatever. <laughs> All right, man. So New Day versus the uh, B team. Uh, eh, you know New Day won. Eh, it wasn't nothing special about this match. I didn't even know uh, the B team was still a team. Why are they still a team? I well, because they need they need people to fight. No, 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 That's no, why. no. I, no, no. I said I I didn't know they were still a team. Oh yeah, they ain't got nothing else to do. What else they got to do? <laughs> Their singles careers. <laughs> what singles career? My point is, hey, Bo Dallas is a former NXT Heavyweight Champion, and Curtis Axel is a former Intercontinental Champion. And that's and that's about the extent of it. And that's where they <laughs> stopped. They ain't went no further than that. I mean, I give them granted they are tag team champions, so you know they uh they do uh they got that on their belt. They can go back to being the Mistrage. Right. <laughs> Damn. All right, man. So, uh, last up, we got this Kevin Owens, Shane McMahon, uh, this lawsuit that Kevin Owens is putting on WWE. Um, $25 million wrong for termination. So, Shane basically breaks it down for him. He can go through court. And Shane could just draw it out for years and years to come and make Kevin Owens broke. Or he can accept the apology. He can take back the $100,000, call it even. And Shane and Kevin Owens didn't want that. So he basically wants to get his hands on Shane. And they set up a, basically a rematch of the match they already did. But the roles are reversed as far as, you know, facing heel. So we're going to get Kevin Owens versus Shane McMahon. And if Kevin Owens wins, he gets the uh no, I'm sorry, Shane McMahon is gone from WWE. And of course, if it's Shane wins, Kevin Owens has stayed fired and hundred thousand dollars and all that. But we all know Kevin Owens ain't going to AEW. So uh <laughs> we know Kevin Owens will end up on Raw. So uh which what are your guys thought on you know how that ended and, and, and what's I guess what they're gonna do at the pay-per-view? Well, you forgot no, it's on next week's show. It's not at the pay-per-view. That's it's not on the th- no. That's on SmackDown. I thought they was making. I thought that was set for Hell in a Cell. No, they're making that on SmackDown next week on Fox. Uh, and, you, and you forgot it's a ladder match. Mm-hmm. A ladder match. It sure is a ladder match. All right, my bad. My bad. We'll see. That's why you the flawless one. Yeah, Shane has a few experience in ladder match. Kevin Owens, I don't know, but he could use exercise going up and down it. Um, I'm sure he's gonna <laughs> beat the hell out of Shane with the ladder. Uh, the promo was okay. You knew where it was going. It was going to another match where we said we didn't want to see another match between these two. I mean, I can tell you right now, you already know Kevin Owens is going to win because they're facing Shane out. 
Yeah. Because Fox is like, shit, we don't want his ass. <laughs> right. So this is so this would be the last match, but this would be a good, I guess, uh, um, this would be a good ratings match to have on the premiere show. I mean, you're going to have Kevin Owens versus Shane. It's going to be a ladder match. You know one or two people going to come down to help out. So the question will be, how will Kevin Owens gain adversity over Shane McMahon? Franchise. I wonder where, I was going to say, I wonder where this match will be on, on the card. It won't be the main event because Brock and Kofi will probably be the main event. Oh, this will probably be the, this will probably be the beginning match. I, I can yeah. see this starting off SmackDown. Because mm-hmm. the only other big match they announced, I believe, was the women's tag match, uh, Charlotte and Becky versus, you know, Sasha and Bailey. Yeah. So, uh, but franchise, man, what, what what are your thoughts for the uh, ladder match? Let me tell you something, sucker. You jive, turkey. I say that KL going to win. And it's about to That's it? Yep. Oh, well, cool. Hi, then. Well, folks, <laughs> French uh, flawless. You got something else to add? Nope. Nope. Cool, ladies and gentlemen. That's the end of the SmackDown review. Franchise, kick it on to next uh, NXT, bro. All right, now we about to swan time in the you know what, like Jeff Hardy, word of every sky, man Hardy, you lucky dog. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> we are on to the NHT portion of the show. And ladies and gentlemen, I don't think none of us going to lie to you. I'm pretty sure we only only seen the TV part of the show. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. I couldn't really tell you what happened on the second hour. I said, I could tell you Keith Lee and Dominic put on a good match. Oh, I could... God. Oh, that match. What's up? That match. No, I, oh, I can't wait to talk about that match. That match was nasty. With the uh, Dominic and uh, oh, yeah. Keith Lee. Yeah. Well, then let's get we'll get into it, man. Go ahead, no, kick no, it no, off. No, 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 that match, no. no. What match? Oh, we got to start, man, from the beginning and move our way up. That was the beginning. Oh Keith yeah. Lee, oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, Keith Lee. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Let's start off. Keith Lee versus Dominic was the first match. I mean, don't you bitch. See how we <laughs> know. Right, man. See, we off. We all off today. That's all. <laughs> oh, man. But like I said, man, it was a good match. I liked it. I, I like seeing these two. Uh, I, I don't mind another one coming up. I, they got, a, a, I think, a third fall. I think they both won one and one. Uh, ah, man. What? Okay. After you talk about what you thought about the match, what type of match for the third match do you want to see them in? I'll tell you this, man. This match was just hard-hitting. Like, this had me watching. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, wow, this is a good match. Keith Lee, for his size, I mean, that springboard uh, twisting plot oh. Oh. was just crazy. And the moves that they were doing, I mean, did the he did a moonsault right off the top rope. Mm-hmm. You're talking about Keith Lee, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. My God. yeah he did. I'll tell you this, the best part is when he sat up with Dom, with uh, Dominic for the pin when when mm. Dominic was pinning him and he just sat up. That takes a lot of power. Just sit up with him in your hands and then hit him with that slam. I like mm. Keith Lee. I mean, he was good and evolved. I mean, you know, he was like a big time guy and evolved. He was a big signing for WWE and NXT and like WWE and NXT just had him do nothing. So I hope. Like, after he's done with Dominic, I hope it goes further into his career and on to bigger and better things. Mm. But for the third fall, oh, man. I would say a street fight, but I don't know. I'd say a cage match. Yeah, I don't want to see another street fight. I think we had enough street fights with Dane and Riddle, so I wouldn't want to see them two do a street fight also. I'd say a last man standing. Mm, that might be perfect. I, I would, I, I would, I would agree with that. I call that franchise. Um, franchise. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna say, did I was like, did we lose him? No, he no. fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> nah, actually, uh, I agree. I think a last man, a last man standing match, uh, because you okay. can you 
because you got like elements of a street fight, false count anywhere, hardcore. So it's like, you know, you, you can do a lot with a last man standing match. So I'm going to go with last man standing. But if you're really feeling frisky, NXT on the USA, I said make it a first blood match. But Jay ain't going to do that. So I said last mm-hmm. match. The problem with the first blood match is, man, sometimes those matches can it, – it, a, a wrong – a botch move can end the match wrongly. And – I wouldn't want to. Uh, I wouldn't want. To, I wouldn't want them to have that type of match. I wouldn't mind seeing it, but you know, the first thing about a first blood match is, you know, you you really gotta lay off on the hits. You really gotta. Mm-hmm. You can't really do certain things because you you know where the blood is gonna come from. The blood is gonna come from the head, so you can't really beat up the head. So you gotta do a whole bunch of other stuff, and sometimes you do certain moves and you hit somebody wrong, and and that's it. As soon as you see the blood, it's over. Okay. I'll tell you. I, I, yeah. Go ahead, franchise. Oh, I'm saying this. K Breezy might remember this uh, franchise. Yeah, probably not. He was probably still in diapers. Uh, so, remember the first blood match? The first one they had was at King of the Ring 1998. It was Kane versus Austin. Yeah. And I remember being like the, you know, 12 years old. And I'm like, big Stone Cold fan, you know, attitude there. And I'm like, this makes no sense. Kane has a mask. How the frick is he going to bleed? You know, yeah, like I, and, and, and I thought the same thing. I thought the exact same thing. <laughs> I don't know. It just crossed my head because we talked about First Blood, and that was like one of the few First Blood matches. I mean, the first one ever. Because truth be honest, didn't Austin lose that match? He did because Undertaker came in and went to hit Kane, and he ducked, and Austin had a chair. And right, got hit because in Mankind chair. got in there, yeah, and he hit him. But then Austin was beating Kane with the chair, and the ref and Earl Hudner woke up and saw Austin bleeding. Kane got the title, and then the next night on Raw was in Charlotte, North Carolina. I was supposed to go, but I moved back to Cleveland, and Austin won the title back. Uh, uh, (laughs) Ah, yeah, I know. (laughs) That would do. That's why they call me the history encyclopedia because I knew what that shit was. That would have been awesome if you could have got back there just to watch that before you left. That would have been yeah. awesome. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. So moving on. Um, uh, we got a couple. Of, I'm not lawless. Do you, you know who the two girls were? That was Dakota Kai, who just came back from injury and some. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's Kick Bay. Kick Bay, baby. Kick Bay, goddammit. The Kiwi. All right. Well, you talk about it, franchise, because I, I don't know. I don't know him. So you go ahead and, you know, you let you talk to the folks. Well, all you need to know is that the Australian Kiwi, the snack Dakota Kai, aka Team Kick Bay, whooped that ass and she came back off an injury and she will be your new NXT women's champion soon. I don't give a damn about Candice Lee or, or Shayna Baszler or Mia Yams. Dakota Kai. I ain't gonna lie, I think Dakota Kai will probably win the title soon. But yeah, it was good to see her back. She's been out a while. And so she put on a good match. It was good. Oh, and really quick, Kay Breezy. I know I know I know Flawless know this. You need to type in her finish. It's like a running flipping power bruh. That running flipping power driver is something crazy. She done Running flipping power driver. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I'm about to look that yeah. up. It's, it's like a springboard running flipping power driver. She looks dangerous, but it's dope as hell. Mm. Okay. All right, bet, bet. We'll do, we'll do. Uh, flawless. You, you anything else you got to add? No, just that. Right. Cool. All right, next up, we got the street fight for the number one contendership, bro. Dang versus the bro, Matt Riddle. Uh, this was my type of match. This was the this is this was this was the match I, I love to. I, I could watch these matches all day, hard hitting. Smash mouth. Just we gonna fight everywhere. I'm gonna hit you with everything. We we, we we gonna beat the shit out of each other. Uh I didn't I wasn't too sure who was gonna win. I, I gotta be honest. I wasn't sure if they were ready to push Riddle for a title shot or they were actually gonna push Dane. But um I wasn't mad with the finish. Uh and I and especially when Michael uh not Michael Cole. Sorry, I did not mean to be disrespectful <laughs> like that. 
Oh, how when, uh, I look, that, that's why I, I caught myself. You see, I caught myself. I caught myself. I know you're not about to apologize and say more of it now, though. No, hell no. I want to talk about that. I, I was getting ready to call uh, Adam Cole Michael Cole, and I, and I, and I didn't want to do that. So I, was, I caught myself, and I wanted to apologize. But uh, <clears throat> when Adam Cole came to the ring and Riddle put him in that uh, arm bar and it had him boy had that boy tapping and see Undisputed come down to break it up, it it, it made me really uh, excited to see, you know, Riddle versus Cole. The question is, are they already finna break up them winning all the championships? Because I don't feel like they really got to the story of them all now being champions. Okay, so I'll tell you this. The match was nice. I love it. Mm. Uh, the yeah, it was a nice match. I, uh, the thing I really liked is Riddle knows how to sell. Mm-hmm. Like, man, like his facial expressions. It tells a story. You could tell, like, when he gets hit, you know, he knows. You know. And then, you know. And, um... So here's the thing. I kind of figured Riddle was going to win because they haven't really done a heel versus heel title. Mm-hmm. So I liked when Cole came out at the end and then Riddle beat him up to show that, hey, I could beat you. But okay, I like I like the match, okay, that they're going to fight. Here's my problem. It's on next week's show. Mm-hmm. Do you really you know I understand that. I understand that. But here where I'm going, you'll know this perfectly. Next week, they have three. All of NXT titles are on the line. Mm-hmm. Shayna Baszler versus Candice LeRae. Street Profits versus uh, Undisputed Era for the tag team titles. Oh, I mean, Roderick Strong's not fighting, so okay, I'll take that out. And Adam Cole versus uh, Matt Riddle. Right. Save it for the NXT TakeOver. Mm-hmm. In, in November, I think. Okay. I, so here's my thing. Hold on, hold on. Here's my thing. Okay, what I think. Ahead, NXT, okay, I understand NXT wants to counter AEW on that program, right? But I feel like every week, week they're going to do what WCW did against Raw, put all their best matches uh, on TV and not build for the pay per view, and they don't have that's, anything for that, the that's, Yeah, that's what I'm worried about. Because when they announce all three title fights next week, and I'm like. Why? Like, what is... Okay. I, I I feel where you're coming from with it. Franchise, I, I'll say something. French, I want to get you in, Franchise. Go ahead. <clears throat> yeah, going back... Actually, piggybacking off of what Flawless said. Um, I, I like it, but when will it become old? When will this become stale? When will it become too much? And like, like you say, you got takeover coming up and what? Let's see, it's almost basically October now. So, what in the month you have takeover? So, it's like, okay, you put on these big matches, but now do you continue the same storylines going into takeover, or do you try to hurry up and try to rush a month? You know, so I get where Flawless is going. Like, are we going to get to the point now where every single week you're going to see title matches on TV? Because WWE, for the longest, you didn't see a title match really on TV. And now you got three in one night. So then you got, what, five or six in that week with Monday Night Raw and Friday Night SmackDown? So, yeah, okay. It's a lot. My thing is I just don't like the matches on for the title. Like, okay, Riddle won. He's going to face Cole. You built this rivalry between Riddle and Dan. Okay, whoever's going to win is going to face Cole. Have Cole face Riddle. At the at the NXT pay per view and build the storyline all the way up to that pay per view. Next right, week right, right. you can't build that. What the frick is there to build? Like okay, so <clears throat> okay, so here here's my thing on that. And uh, like like we already told the audience, I don't think none of us saw the second hour. So let's 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 establish on this uh, NXT. You know what they're going to do against AEW. You know for the next you know maybe 15, 15 minutes. Uh, AEW is pushing WWE to be what WWE should have always been. Mm-hmm. And for uh, NXT to put three title matches on TV, 
here's the thing, uh, Flawless. You're not wrong, but I don't have a problem with it. Only for this aspect of with the street profits possibly going to uh, Raw, I'm okay with them having a title match. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I don't have a problem with title matches on TV. My thing is you don't always put the, the main title on. Like, you can always do yeah. tag team. You can always do Intercontinental. You can always do the women's. That's fine to do those matches as long as they're not every week. But you never do the, the, the big title every week. You, you, I, so I don't expect that. So I don't <laughs> see a problem with them having Riddle versus Cole because I still see, and, and I talked about this last time, I still see Dream, if they don't call him up, he's going after Cole. He has a gripe with Cole. He's always had a gripe with Cole. You have something there, so you got something you can build to the NXT TakeOver. The question is, does he get called up? And, well, and Dream's, also, Dream's also injured. How bad? Well, yeah, I, okay, I didn't know that. Now, what's the, what's the uh, report on his injury? I uh, haven't heard nothing definitive yet. Yeah, okay. so I don't know if you noticed. I think it was on uh, Takeover, like the first Takeover, where they did like this weird. It's a you know you know how when you watch like a football game and they mm-hmm. flash like the players and the injuries and how long they're gonna be out. Right. Well, they did. Well, they did something similar like that with the NXT uh, superstars, it's like the wrestlers who were hurt and their injuries and blah 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 blah. But Dream was one of the people that they flashed on the screen, so. I don't remember how long he was out or exactly what happened. You know, I know exactly what it was. He got a lumbar injury in his back. Yeah, so he's so that, like, so he's kind of like day to day, but still. So yeah. that had to happen at the previous show where he fought uh, Roger Strong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. he fought that match pretty good until he until he got. See, for me, I feel like when he got back dropped on that uh, rail and and yeah. those you know, bicycle rails, I feel like he really got injured. And you can kind of tell, but I wasn't sure because, you know, he still carried the match like, you know, he was, you know, like he was good. Um, so even with even with uh, him being injured, you still got Gargano, not really sure if they're calling him up or not. You still got a couple of other guys you can build up. So I, I, I don't have a problem with title matches as long as, as long as you don't do them every week, like we don't see the tag team every week, maybe. Okay. So they, they, they do these three and then they don't do another tag match until takeover. I think I'll be okay, okay. with it. Okay. I got, I have a scenario for you since dream and call should be the match at the takeover. Okay. How are it you should. saying? Okay. How about Roderick strong costs? Uh, uh, Matt Riddle the match next week and Riddle faces strong for the NXT North American title. I'm okay with that because now mm. you're not rushing Riddle to be something he may not be ready for yet. Yeah. You can give him that you can give him that North American championship and build his career like you did with Dream and everybody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Franchise, we got anything? Uh I, I pretty much agree with what you said. You know, uh, you can build. You know, you can build a dream up. I'm just really curious on what's going to happen with this draft because I keep seeing reports that saying NXT could possibly be involved in the draft. So I think that will say a lot on where they're going to go with this. You know, with the table. Well, NXT well, happened in the draft last time when Balor got drafted the Raw from NXT. But see, but the, but the okay. Here's my question: it, Are they involved? Like they're going to draft someone to their show, or are they just involved where you know Raw and SmackDown will make drafts, and and occasionally they'll just draft someone from NXT? See, I want to see NXT actually draft somebody that we always want to see more of, but we never get to see them, and maybe they'll help build something in NXT because I. I'm not saying maybe Buddy Murphy would go to NXT, but could you see a Buddy Murphy versus Adam Cole? Could you see a Buddy Murphy versus a Pete Dunn? Could you see a Roderick Stone versus a Buddy Murphy? I mean, just just could you see the possibility? That's that's what I'm asking. Yeah, the possibilities could. like Keith Lee, they are limitless. Mm. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Okay, uh, you know, so I'll tell you, go you ahead. know it's funny. So like I get right, you know, SmackDown's bringing back the Pyro and Raws too. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to know why? Because AEW's doing it. 
Well, of course. But oh, wait, wait, wait. What happened? I thought it wasn't in the budget, Vince. <laughs> and now no, the CM was, Punk news. I'm a little upset about that, but you know. Yeah, me too. I'm very highly well, upset. Hey, messed up on that. Let's get let's let's get into a little bit of AEW before we get out of here. So the premieres next week. <clears throat> they still need a big star for their show. Like they have all their people. I think everybody will be back and be healthy enough. Uh, I think Moxley will be able. Yeah, and they uh, announced uh, Pack versus Hangman Page. Yes, sir. <laughs> okay, okay. Kind of have that match that they didn't have a while ago. So. <laughs> What what's the news with Punk as far as his anger with AEW? So what happened was Punk, you know, like like something like you know they're trying to get Punk, and like they texted with Tony Khan. Then Tony Khan said, "Yeah, I'm cool with him. You know, we talk." Punk's like, right. "What do you mean we talk? You know, we don't. You know, and and, and like you know, it, in Punk's eyes, AEW, he saw AEW saying like, yeah." They, you know, they're going to bring me in. You know, they say all this stuff about me. And I'm like, whoa, that's not true. Right. So, but when Punk did an interview, I think he always knew. I think the th- when Punk says this, it felt like Punk would not go to AEW. I think he would always come back to WWE because that's where he can make the most money. Right. And uh, the thing is, uh, Punk, you know, he said it at StarCast. He said... I'm not mad at WWE, but if they want to call and talk, you can call and talk. I'm not calling you. Yep. So that's what he said. He said, you know, hey, I'm over it. You know, I'm 40 years old. The past of the past. But if you want to talk, you know my number, call me. And he did do a test screen for that Fox Sports show with Renee Young and Booker T. Yes, he did. It went well, (laughs) but here's the thing. Fox and not WWE. But there's a belief among WWE that Punk wants to be back in WWE. Okay. So here's the thing. So I'll say this. You know how they're saying, like, Jerry Lawler is going to be the new Raw announcer with Vic Joseph. Who Vic Joseph's going to be in the lead. Cleveland's Cleveland's own. Yay, go Vic Joseph. So how they're saying Jerry Lawler's a temporary guy. I saw that. When Punk was... Before he joined the Nexus, you know, he was on commentary. He did a pretty okay yeah. job. I could see maybe Punk filling in that role if WWE wants to do that. Or just I like I liked that Punk when he was the commentator. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it, yeah, I could I could see that. But let me ask you this. <clears throat> is there any possibility all of this is publicity and that and that he could show up? Uh, he could swerve, but I don't know. Well, you see, uh, John Morrison, what he said. What do you say? There's a report that there's a report that WWE signed him. Yeah, yeah, I, I heard that he got yeah. yeah that they were trying to sign him, but yeah, yeah, they said that. Oh yeah, he's coming back to WWE, and John Morrison on a tweet. I think it was Meltzer that said that, and John Morrison said, "Hey, Meltzer, Wrestling Observer, let me know when uh when I've signed with ROH and Impact too." Mm. You know, so I don't know if that could be a swerve. So well, I don't know. There's know, there's been reports know. that WWE has been sending out false information to Meltzer mm-hmm. and to um. There's another guy, uh, uh, Ryan Gerwitz. Yeah, I believe so. Like the former writer. <clears throat> yeah, they've the been former. they they've been sending them false uh information to you know discredit them, and you know try to keep a little hush hush on some of the moves and stuff that they're doing. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the stuff that's been coming out for WWE lately has has been a hit and a miss. You know, not seeing Brock show up for SmackDown. Like, nobody knew Brock was coming in, you know, for SmackDown, which was, you know, such a surprise to us. So with stuff like that happening and you hearing that news, can you believe anything that's really coming out nowadays? Because you can see that WWE is really swerving a lot of things uh, as far yeah. as Luke Harper coming back, Rusev coming back, mm-hmm. like I, I, I don't remember recalling hearing any news about these people who we thought weren't coming back. I like same thing with AEW when uh, LAX joined them. 
you know, came into the pay-per-view and Moxley even. I mean, you kind of knew Moxley was going to AEW, but you didn't know when. Like, you know, usually that stuff gets leaked. Right. I have a feeling that AEW's debut, Dynamite, Wednesday Night Dynamite, on TNT, their debut, somebody's going to make a surprise. Like, you know, AEW, I don't know who, but I have a feeling that they might do that. To make a big bang and pop. Right, because they're definitely going to need it. I mean, they got some folks, and, you know, Jericho's cool and all. I I like Jericho, and franchise, I I know you like Jericho. So what what, what are your thoughts as far as who they have now? Like, we we know they need more people, but their roster right now, how much confidence does it give you that they can at least sustain, let's say – the first month. Let's let's give them the first. I, I'll give them the first two months. Let's give them the first two months. What are your thoughts on them keeping a consistent product that people want to watch on a nightly basis, on a weekly basis? Well, I, I'll tell you this. I'm I'm very confident, and I and I give you a few reasons. One of the main reasons I'm very confident is when AEW when they when it became you know after the whole all out and everything when they decided to hey. We're going to become an actual, you know, a show now. Um, when I watched the last pay-per-view, uh, AEW, and I saw the two-hour pre-show and I seen the guys who was at uh, Private Party and Holly, uh, and Helico and the other dude, I can't think of his name right now, but these are guys who I never heard of in my life, right? Didn't know mm-hmm. nothing about them, but I caught myself watching this match and I'm like, yo, they are dope as fuck and now um i look at it aew is going to be a product for the hardcore fans similar to nxt yeah i remember when i remember when nxt first came out i really didn't care to watch nxt and then i started hearing the buzz online i started seeing people tweeting about it and instagram and facebook and about it and i started watching nxt and i'm like yo this is what I've been missing in WWE on the main roster, quote unquote. So with AEW, it kind of give you it gives you that 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 throwback vibe that yo, this is wrestling. And I think the casual viewer, of course, man, they they're not gonna know a lot of these guys, but that's the purpose of a Cody Rhodes, a Chris Jericho. Uh, you even go back to you know guys in the backstage role. So I think you, Chris Jericho is smart. You know, have a guy like him and older guys like him. For the casual older viewers, that's perfect. But the fact that they're focusing on a younger, more general wrestling demographic, I'm down, man. I think this first month will really tell it all. I'm confident AEW throughout at least this part of the year. The rest of the year, they're good to go. So to to piggyback off what Franchise said, how he said, like, he never really watched NXT, and then, you know, he heard about it, and bam, he started watching it. For me, AEW is going to remind me of ECW. So yep. I, I only knew WWE back when it was WWF and WCW, and then I was in elementary school, and one kid was like, what about ECW? Then he's like, Raven Sandman. I'm like, what the hell? What What is this? When is this on? And that's when right. I found out it was on at 1 or 2 in the morning. And so... You know, and you started watching, and they had some of the older wrestlers, but they also had some of the indie guys too that you never heard of. So I think, Bob, AEW, yeah, yeah, like I think AEW is going to be ECW, but what makes sense, you know? Like, and yeah, like, yeah. like, 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 like what franchise says, man, the private party. I remember watching that match on the pre-show. Like, holy shit! Like. Right. They have talent. I mean, Kenny Omega. Everybody WWE wants Kenny Omega bad. Young Bucks. I mean, I like how they're not going to put everybody on the show each week. Mm. I mean, it just makes sense. And you're building stuff to pay for you. It's going to be something different. I mean, you could have like a Darby Allen, say, versus a, uh, I say Darby Allen versus Pac in the main event. Somebody's, you're going to want to watch it because you're going to have a lot of wrestlers that haven't fought before and that have fought, and you know, they're going to put on good matches. Where WWE, you might have the War Raiders against a freaking uh, I mean, Viking Raiders against a Jobbers, yeah. And you're like, come on. Yeah. I, so I think AEW is going to give you that fresh, 
fresh. It's going to give you like, it's going to hit you hard. And there, I, th- I think that first month, I mean, we'll be able to tell after the first month, but I think they're going to roll. I mean, I'm, I'm excited for AEW. I can't wait. Yeah. I, well, <clears throat> you know, we're all excited, you know, to see what's going on. Uh, the, everything you guys said about, you know, what AEW is going to be and what they are going to showcase is what we expect. That's, that's what they say. They, they say we're going to be something different. We're going to introduce you to people that you may not know, and we're going to be a little bit different. And I'm okay with that. I, I, I don't know a lot of the people there. I know some of the folks, and I, I don't know some of the others, but there are guys that – I am interested in seeing. I'm into seeing the the Jungle Brother, the Luchasaurus the, and Jungle Boy. The Luchas, yeah, yeah. I, I want to see them. I want to see Dolby Allen. I want to see all these guys because there's something about them that's interesting. So, yeah, we're all excited. Can't wait. I'm, I'm um, gonna tell you this, man. After next Wednesday show, mm-hmm. you're gonna be probably texting me and franchise like, "Holy shit, dude, this dude's yeah. dope!" Like, you're you're gonna be hooked. Hmm. I just hope that Darby Allen finally lands the coffin drop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just, I nah, think it's gonna nah. be like Kenny from South Park, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be that Zack Ryder that uh Kurt Hawkins moment where it's gonna he'll never hit it, and all of a sudden he'll hit it, and then everybody's just gonna go crazy. <laughs> like, but, I, I, oh man! But before we get out of here, man, uh, I did kind of you know, kind of watch some highlights while, you know, y'all were talking uh, NXT. And I did see that the Kushida. Kushida was, and Walter. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, I, but before. No but wait, wait, before, wait. Really quick, really quick. Why the fuck does Kushida have on fucking shorts, ski goggles, a goddamn puffer vest, and a long sleeve shirt? That's Marty. That's he's the Marty McFly character from Back to the Future. That's his no, gimmick. That's Johnny Tsunami from the Disney Channel. What? what? <laughs> Johnny Tsunami. Wow. I, I really believe that shit too. <laughs> I'm like, oh man, like women. What? I'm like, hold on. No, I know. I know what the gimmick is. Hold on. But, but, but before we get out of here, I was going to say, uh, Kushida and Breeze Fango uh, teamed up against Imperium, and and what Walter. Walter came out and kicked yeah. Kushida. So you know there, you know there was but, a little something for the second but that hour. But make sense because Walter's a UK champion and Kashida's on NXT, so it's like. But they're you, but you can tell they're trying to they're trying to get NXT UK some recognition. And how do yeah. you do that by getting the UK champion and his group on NXT, where now you can uh, you can get them to the American audience and maybe they'll start watching NXT UK. Man, we all know Walter's valuable. Love son, come on, man. Cool playing. Hey, hey, uh, the boy, the boy can do what he do in the ring. All right, man. Well, uh, I, I ain't got nothing else to bring on. I know uh, Flawless trying to get to his boxing match, man. So, Hell yeah, uh, Sean Porter Jr. and Errol Spence, baby, Errol Spence, boy. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, man. Well, enjoy, man. Let us know how it go. Uh, send us on out, franchise man. If everybody done, yeah, send us out. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for sticking with us through this hour and three minutes of absolute wrestling. And 11, 12, 13 seconds. <laughs> 16 now. Un- unfortunately, you know, we had to kind of get things kind of quick. <laughs> so we didn't have a chance to bring out Lil Daryl, Lil Joseph, or Lil Tony, but they will be making a re-debut next week. And, uh Yeah. If you didn't know now, you know it's always the twenty-six year old piece. Hold on, hold on. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Before you go, yeah, yeah, I was gonna say next week. You know, we got we 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 gonna have some new changes in our mm-hmm. in our podcast, and and when we do, because with WWE Monday and you got AEW NXT on Wednesday, and then Friday night SmackDown. So you'll probably get some review. You know, we'll try to do some shows. You know, a show after Brawl. We'll do one Thursday for AEW yep, NXT. I was just gonna say that, man. You hit. See man, let's see. See, that's what the snack pack knows what to think. Right. And then you know, of course, we're gonna hit the Saturday review with the Friday night smackdown. So there's gonna be some changes to the lineup and what we do, but we're gonna we're gonna continue to give you this content. And appreciate y'all was, sticking with us. It was, it was the flawless sure. phenomenon, and it was the two co Kimbrough, aka the big bad booty that this other gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. 
And if you don't listen, you on your Scott Stern of the night, hundred, Daryl. And if you don't listen to the podcast, we gonna eat your tails. Oh no! Now you on your Tyson. All right, man. It's in the show, bro. So we can go. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, thank you. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Uh, and we we got fights to watch. I got homework to take care of with my baby. I'm pretty sure you know K Breezy over there got some blue moon to sip on. So until man, next- I, I got some, I got some dinner to eat. No, Wife no, no, made. no. He's got horses to ride and people to shoot. No, no, no. <laughs> I, 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 I got some food to eat right now. I'm about to eat and get my grub on and watch some TV. Mm-hmm. All right, man. Well, this is about my bedtime, so I'm about to get ready, get, get ready for this burping, and then uh, yep. I see y'all in the morning. <laughs> yeah, I will catch you in the morning. All right, y'all. Peace. See you. Deuces. Bro. It seems like you have a little problem understanding the English language.